Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Coming back after COVID-19 with John Burt. Thank you for joining us today, folks. We're excited to have you here. You know, this is a big, big discussion. It is a big topic coming back after COVID-19. So much of our world has been turned upside down this way and that way, pulled in all sorts of ways. And so coming back is not going to be an easy thing. It's going to be a challenging thing. And that's what we want. Leaders want challenges. Leaders want to have the skills and the abilities to take on these challenges, deal with them successfully, help their teams move through the challenges, get on top of them, and get to a place where the team and every individual on the team is feeling like, yep, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm working. I'm engaged. And I got your back. You got my back. Let's make this work. Let's go forward with that. So that's what we're doing today. We're going to be looking at that, having a great discussion here with John. John's been with us before. I think you know John. John, let's just take you a minute, though, and, and you just, again, introduce yourself. Great background, great coach, great, great credentials and pedigree. Take it. Go. Thank you, Michael. And thank you, Rich, for having me today to talk about this, this topic in particular. You know, so I'm an executive leadership coach and work with ILEC. Um, I have over 36 years of management consulting experience. So my uh, my experiences with working with within uh, kind of the corporate world, um, Fortune 100 companies and such, I think is providing me with a lot of learnings about how leadership works or or doesn't work. Um, and I'm I'm currently uh, you know passing that along to to clients in terms of helping helping them to find their um, you know leadership style and you know strengths and weaknesses and and. Um, develop those behaviors that they need to be more successful in their careers. Very good. So let's start off here. Give us your take on what's happening. What's got to be happening now as we make this move from post-COVID, kind of, sort of, maybe, into this, you know, this world here we got going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's pretty turbulent times, Michael and, and Rich. And, and what I would tell you is, is that you know, there there is going to be a, a hybrid model. I don't. I, I refrain from calling it a new normal because I don't know that anybody really knows what normal means anymore. But I would just say that there's there's going to be a new paradigm um, out there for for companies. Um, you know, we're we've been over the past 14, 15 months. Many uh, companies, individuals as well as leaders, have been dealing with this sort of firefighting mode. I mean, just every day has been very tactical. Um, we just basically many many companies and businesses are just really out there just trying to survive, and and now um, in fact if you haven't if your company already hasn't started to shift from that more tactical mode to back to a more strategic mode, 
you're probably already behind because I think most leader, leading companies, leading executives are already making that shift and thinking more strategically about what does their company new, need in this new in this new paradigm. Um, a lot of uh, industries have have been up, upended. Um, there's been uh, new um, uh, models that have been created during the you know the, the during the, the pandemic, which has been kind of a low touch or no touch environment. Um, I'm thinking of uh, telemedicine. I'm thinking of some of the things that have happened around education. Uh, I could talk a little bit about that, but you know, there's just some some uh, industries and some some verticals that have really been um, significantly impacted, and and in some cases that transformation to new business models has accelerated, um, and in other cases, um, you know, they're they're still searching for what that that new model is. But I think that's the that's the challenge for leaders today. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that? Thank you, John. What are your thoughts on that, Rich? You know, it, it, there's there's a big challenge in this today. If you look at the, the numbers, 67% of all the workers out there went home. They're working from home, 67%. That's a substantial number. That's a substantial portion of the workforce. And here's, here's the problem is there's only 27% of those people working from home are saying they're getting the right type of support, the right infrastructure, the right kind of platforms in order to continue working from home. That's a big challenge for leaders today. How do you do that? How do you continue to have an effective workforce, you know, based on, you know, all these things you may, ha may have had in place, all the IT, uh, you know, computer, everything else that you would have had, you know, at work in, a, in an office space, now from home, how do you do that? Everybody's Wi-Fi is different. You know, there, there's upload speeds, download speeds. Everything's going to be different. And, you know, and continuing. So that's just one problem that leaders have to deal with. Um, so there's, there's big companies now that have net made the switch. Everybody's home now. They decided this is great. Let's leave everybody home. Let's have everybody work from home. And so there's going to be... A, a big change in culture. There's going to be a big change in uh, the way leadership works. Um, how are they going to stay in touch? Well, you know, that's a big thing. Stay Staying connected with uh, your employees, with the people in your organization. You have to continue to find a way to do that. Um, can, how do you, how do you build company camaraderie when everybody's at home? You know, you've got people out there like, and we've talked about this before, brand new employees, the only way you've ever met them is via Zoom. That's it. You, and, you know, the, the turnover that goes along with that, the leadership turnover that goes along with that. Um, you know, John uh, mentioned emphasizing, continue to emphasize your company values. You, and you have to do that. And they may change with what we call maybe the new normal. And, and like John said, I don't know if anybody really knows what the new normal is yet. I think we're still trying to get used to it. Um, so there's, there's, there's a lot that has to be discovered, a lot that has to be resolved uh, for leaders to continue to be effective. And it's not just the leadership aspect, it's the whole infrastructure. Right. So whenever there's change, there's stress, right? Mm -hmm. it, stress is it happens because of the fear of the unknown and how well we how we do how well we deal with the unknown right are we going to deal with it well are we going to create 
uh, are going to deal with the stress in such a way that brings people closer or going to create greater alienation. Let's be honest. Some of the people before this COVID-19 pandemic took place, they were already alienated in their own workplace. They didn't mm -hmm. feel like they fit in. They didn't right. feel like they belonged. They didn't even like being there. You know, whatever it is, there was already alienation taking place. So whenever you have stress, it accentuates that which is already stressed. Leaders got to know that, right? Mm -hmm. On the other hand, it also stresses that which you want. I want more of this because now I'm feeling upset. I feel like I'm feeling disconnected, you know, all that stuff that goes along with it. So it's a multi kind of thing that's taking place. And so for the people that may have been alienated and now that are working from home and they can kind of do it their own way at their own rate, the idea of coming back into the workplace just creates greater stress because I was feeling alienated before. I felt like I could, you know, let my hair down when I was at home and I could work, but now I'm going back to this. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are all very, very difficult kinds of things. And so when you talk about, you know, where to go back and, and, and reinforce, talk about more, deal with more, the company's vision, the company's mission, the company's values and principles, the more you do that, what you're actually doing is inviting more conversation. And we may think that, we may think, well, we've covered it before. Well, you did cover it before, but you didn't cover it at this time, at this place, with these kinds of stressors with people and what was going on with them. So the ability for a, and, and I think this, I think this is a critical thing. You know, leaders, you have to act. We talk about that all the time. You have to act. Leadership, mainline, you know, leadership, act. That's what we do here. And so if that's the case, then if you got your people that are stressed because they left or they're coming back, whatever the thing is, what do you got to do? What is it you're going to do to get them out of the stress? Some will come quickly. Some will take more time to do that. But well, what do you need them to get out of stress and get them excited? Mm -hmm. What do you do to get them excited and want to re-engage rather than just kind of come along because I gotta go? John, what are your thoughts? Well, I think you you hit it hit it, Michael, in the sense that um, there are probably a, a large number of people who who enjoyed working from home. You know, less traffic, right? They didn't have to, you know, they could spend more time with their families. But what, what studies have shown is actually people over time. Um, you know, have felt a certain level of loneliness or disconnection. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that everyone, I think there are probably a, a good number of people who could work from home and never hit, hit the office again and probably feel very comfortable. Um, but I think that in many cases, what, what you miss is you miss the company culture. You miss the collaboration with people. Um, and you miss the, you know, the companies exist because teams of people um, tend to do things better than individuals, right? So so you have, um, you know, the 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 company leadership uh, would like to uh, get everybody back to a state of collaborating, being committed to the culture, um, being committed to the mission, purpose, and values of the company. But how do you do that when people have been disconnected for from from that workplace for so long? Uh, you know, you have you have people who have had time at home in their own thoughts, right? A lot of a lot of alone time to think about what their priorities are. So you see people who are shifting jobs, who are who are doing exactly what you said, which is questioning, you know, I feel disconnected before. And now, I, you know, do I want to go back to that place? So I think that the leader's role and I think a lot of leaders have uh, had I think a lot of company cultures were poor going into the pandemic. And I think that unless leaders step up and they do exactly what you said, which is, you know, they got to give people that why. 
they got to connect them to the mission, purpose, and values of the company again. Or for new for new hires, you, they need to just really extend themselves to be able to do this. They need to get people excited. Let me get here for a second because you hit on a button. I think we got to give. We hear a lot about you got to give them the why. What's the why? What's the why? What's the why? Right. Mm-hmm. I think, it, it, and I think it's going to take more than just the why. I think it's going to be a conversation. Yeah. You know, without conversation, it's very difficult to connect. Mm-hmm. We need to. We need to hear. We need to be, feel like we need to say, and we feel, and we got to feel like we're being heard. Right. We're being understood. You know what I'm saying? Does that make Absolutely. sense? Absolutely. So I think, you know, it, it's a perfunctory kind of thing to be say, well, here's the why, what we're doing. Here's our mission and here's our values and our in our vision and all that kind of stuff. But I think what's going to be have to happen to create that relationship. I mean, it's a relationship that we're really asking um, leaders to step more into is that here's the why, what we do, you know, and you know that. But let me ask you, you know, leader to employee kind of a thing. How do you feel about the why now? Not back then. How do you feel about it today? How do you feel about that that why going forward? How do you feel like you fit in with our why? Does your why match up with our why? Do you see Do you see us coming together here? Do you see us really coming back as a team? I need this is the leader now saying I need to hear from you. Mm-hmm. I hear what you have to say, and don't tell me what you think I want to hear because you really don't know. You may think you do, but you don't. I think that the, yeah, I think, Michael, you're you're absolutely correct. I think that the um, in because so many people have had time to reflect and to think about what their priorities are in their life, that's going to be at the forefront of their mind coming back into the into the um, work environment. It, it's going to be less on the leader's mind. It may be the why, uh, but in the employee's mind, they're going to first want to know: Do I want to still work for this company? Do I still want to work with these people? Do I still want to work for this person? Um, do they do they validate? my experiences that I've had over the past 15 months. So some people have lost loved ones. Others have just gone through some, you know, probably a, a typical type of grieving process just simply because they've been disconnected from their friends and their and their commitment. And they've had this time to reflect. And it's going to be important to, to tap into what people are feeling, what people are thinking, what where where does where is their headspace at? Um, so I think that the, the leaders need to really dial up their empathy uh, meter is going to be is going to be extremely important. The listening, the, the empathetic listening, on the part of the leader to understand what's been happening with those employees and where is their where is their head right now, um, because that will help them to build the excitement about coming back to the office or being part of the team again. Yeah, you, you know, know I, I got to say something real quick, John. John you you hit on something kind of important on this. Good, good, and. You talked about um, priorities. You know, those priorities about getting to the office on that time or whatever, they all had routines. And it was all about, you know, the grieving process we talk about. A lot of ways to get over that was to stay busy, get mm-hmm. back to get back to the norm, you know, get back to work, get back to doing those things. And, and it required a certain routine, required getting up at a certain time, required looking a certain way, preparing yourself a certain way having to get to the office on, on time, those things in a lot of ways don't exist anymore. You know, you, you can jump on Zoom and, and change your shirt and still have your shorts and, and flip-flops on. And are you truly in that mindset? Are you in that mindset that you were in before? 
you know, part of that grieving process he talked about, and, you know, I lost my mother during this time. It wasn't due to COVID, but I had to do, go with all the, the problems that COVID created for her funeral and th those sort of things. But one of the things that helped me get over is I, I kept a routine. I kept busy. I kept going. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Tell me what you think about that, Michael. You're going the right direction. Exactly where I wanted to go with that with you. So he, here's what I want. I'd like to hear you respond to both of you. In fact, you have got your own people that you're managing and you're leading who are going through a kind of grieving process, their stresses, the things that they're going through. And grief doesn't always show itself as sadness. Sometimes it shows itself as, as kind of a depression. Sometimes it's anger. Sometimes it's fear. There's a lot of different faces, you know, when you really take a look at, at that. So there's this that you're dealing with out here. And there's your own. As a leader, you got your own stuff that you're dealing with. And so that how do you deal with how, as, as Rich is talking about, you know, how do I engage myself getting back into it? And so here's what I'd like to bring in. And again, bring uh, let's have Rich talk about then you, John, please. How can an executive coach help you as the leader get your head back into the game? How can it help you find that new place of whatever it is? Because it's not that anymore. It's not the past. It's something else going on now. How can a coach bring into what's going on now, what has gone on, and now help you focus on where are we going here? You know, the principles still apply. You know, leadership principles still apply. What kind of leader are you? Who, who are you as a leader? And what do your people see you at as a leader? And so an executive coach can still help you understand who you are as a leader. And that that's kind of outside of the new norm. What if we're calling this a new norm? Once you know you can understand who you are and what type of leader you are, then let's focus on on how to reconnect. You know, doing some of those 360 surveys. You know, how do you how how do the people at home looking at you on Zoom really feel about you? You know, and how, you know, do they do they think you're, you know, this guy that's wearing your shorts and a different, you know, shirt and a tie? Or they, you know, they think you're the guy that's really serious about supporting their them. Did they get adequate support at home now? You know, there's all sorts of things to find out. But I think a, an executive coach can help you understand that and still have those those conversations and still help you develop that leadership development plan. And there has to be one in place. There really does. You can't wing this. And I think even more importantly now, leaders need a coach. They need someone to help them understand and, and to get to the next thing, even if it's just for a sounding board, even if it's just for a sounding board, you know, uh, to alleviate some of that stress and look for look for adequate ways to deal with certain things. Um, that's important. That's important. One of the things I'd like you to talk when you talk about the 360, it's a great because it gives you a perspective that you may not have, you know, that kind of feedback. John, some of the other surveys do this. Some of them show you your strengths, right? And then there's the gaps. And certainly in a time like this, when there's a lot of stress going on, a lot of expectations for performance, knowing what those strengths are and how to really strengthen them is important. And then knowing what the gaps are that are holding you back. The other thing that, that those surveys can show you is what are called surprises, right? You're surprised that you have a particular talent or gift that you just did not know. That's a surprise. 
And on the other hand, you may think you have a particular talent or gift and you're surprised you really don't have it. <laughs> yeah. I, I was sure I'd know everything says you don't. I'm sorry. It's, yeah. <laughs> so how can these kind of surveys, especially again, coming out of this stressful, high tension change velocity, you know, stuff going, how can they help that? leader get connected back into it so that he or she can lead? Yeah, I, I, it's a good question, Michael. And I think that, that for many leaders that have sought executive coaching, they haven't had as, I, I would almost say that this is a unique time in the sense of it's created a, a transition point or an inflection point for many, many leaders, many companies, and many cultures, right? So when you're when you're going through those surveys and you find out the the strengths or the weaknesses, and you start thinking about what your success map is going to be for yourself as an executive, that success map may have shifted, right? And it may bring some of those strengths or weaknesses into clearer focus for people saying, you know, I've always been a really good finance person, and I've always had really good analytical skills, and I've been able to kind of, you know, get by in my leadership style. Well, not anymore, right? If you were uh, more of a thinker type of leadership style, and and now the emphasis on your on your uh, success map or your map of success is is going to be more about empathy and communication. That might be something where you really have to put a focus on those skills or those competencies as a leader that are going to help propel you to the next stage or to to help you to propel the company to that next stage. Exactly, and just like your employees that you're asking. I need to get you buying into this new vision. I need to get you excited about these new possibilities, these new opportunities. The invitation is exactly to the same to the to the to the leaders out there. There may be opportunities that you don't realize that are there for you that if you saw them, you'd say, "Yeah, let's go do it because I must." You know what I mean? I can do it. I will do it there and I must do it in order for me to to do well and for my team, my company to do well. That's a good point, um, Michael. I think that this idea that um, there there's a must, um, you know, in terms of like what is the must leadership you must have? What is the what is the, the must culture you need to have? And I think it's going to come into really sharp focus um, for for many leaders as we start to move to this new era, this new paradigm. Um, that that there's going to be a lot of dynamics. There's going to be a lot of demands on the leader. So as a coach, um, I, I I can't see a better time. Um, to be helping um, leaders to make this transition, um, because I think there are going to be a lot of leaders that are going to need help um, to be able to, you know, improve those skills, improve those behaviors that are going to help make them successful. Excellent, John. If they want to get a hold of you, talk to you, the man here, about doing the work with you. How do they do it? Okay, a couple different ways, right? You can reach me by phone seven two zero two three five nine three seven zero. You can reach me by uh, email. Uh, and that's uh, John Burt at intelligentleadershipec.com, right? Um, or, you know, you can uh, you can uh, take a look at my website, which is uh, John Burt intelligentleadershipec.com. Outstanding. John, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Really a lot, of, a lot of fun. Thank you. It was fun. Thank you so much. All right. Your job now, Rich. It's all on you. Take us home. All righty. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us today. John, uh, as always, it's it's a privilege and a, a pleasure. And I, I always learn a ton from John. He's He's got such a 
great outlook on, on, on things. Um, our contact information is going to follow this podcast shortly. So if you have any questions, comments, or anything you want to see in an upcoming podcast, let us know. Reach out to us and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do our best to get you on there and uh, hope to hear from you soon. So once again, thank you for joining us and uh, take care and be safe. We'll see you next time. All right. Thank you, guys. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.